Well, welcome to Easter Sunday service at Oasis Church Chicago. It's so good to have each and every one of you. Um, I didn't see who, this is their very first time being here, but let me welcome you to church. Uh, my name is Pastor JP, and I've uh, got the incredible honor, uh, alongside my wife and some amazing people, to pastor and lead this church. And it's an honor to have you guys here this morning. And I believe God has an incredible reminder, an incredible word, an incredible truth. And, and for some of you, this is going to be the first time an incredible revelation of who God is and who Jesus is. Amen? Amen? This is a very interactive church. <laughs> and I'm going to preach this morning because this is the best Sunday of the year. That was an, an incredible place to say a loud amen. This is the best Sunday in the, of the year. Amen? Come on now. Come on. Some of you are like, he just played drums. He's all juiced up. Don't worry, I just took a few minutes, I prayed, I calmed my spirit, and I'm ready to go this morning. Would you open up your Bibles this morning to Matthew 28? We're going to read out of this gospel and this story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How powerful was worship this morning? Come on. Praise the Lord for worship. I love worship, and I'm thankful to God that we worship a king that is alive. The sermon is entitled this morning, The Place where he lay. The place where he lay. Let me read this. It's going to be up on the screens this morning. It starts in verse 1. It says this, Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone, and sat on it. <laughs> I love scripture. He sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. For the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, Come. See the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going to go, he's, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb and with fear and great joy. How many of you know as followers of Jesus, you should have great joy? Because he's alive. He's alive. You should be waking up every day with great joy because our king is alive. I'm kind of to the place now where I see Christians just like, I love Jesus. He's cool. Yo, he's alive. <laughs> Woo! And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. <laughs> Jesus is awesome. <laughs> Woo! Greetings. Hey, guys, it's me, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cross, alive. Greetings. That's all. Jesus, man, I love him. Jesus met him and said, greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet, and they worshiped him. Then Jesus said to him, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Jesus, we thank you for this powerful, powerful, powerful truth. Jesus, this morning we proclaim that you are alive, and you are moving 
Your Holy Spirit is present in this room. You're, you're encountering people already, and you're going to move in hearts. You're going to transform lives. You're going to bring sons and daughters back to your heart this morning. We pray for this truth to pierce hearts this morning. We thank you, God. We thank you that you conquered death. May this word go out the same way that it came in. Holy Spirit, may you just fill this room with your presence. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. The place where he lay. Has anyone ever told you to come and see something? Have you ever been around people that are like, hey, i got to show you something really, really cool? I've had many of those moments, and, and a lot of times those moments are really, really awesome, where, where you know, there, there's the hype man, right? we got a couple hype men in this room, where they hype up something so cool that when you show up, it better be awesome. Nine out of ten times, it is awesome, right? But in college, I had a couple uh, friends that were hype men. They would hype something up so much that when it happened, it was kind of a major letdown. <laughs> they were just those guys. They were hyped. They were stoked. And one time they said to us, JP, um, we found this really cool thing down in, uh, we, I went to school uh, down in the country, right, in Bourbon, Illinois. And, and I'm like, there's nothing here cool at all. <laughs> nothing. And they said, no, 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 we found something really awesome. We got to go see it, and we got to go at night. So me, I'm very, very critical. Can I, can I just be honest? I, I'm very one that's a big skeptic. I don't take people very much for their word. I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. Sure, awesome, whatever. So we go, we get in the car, and we're driving on these back roads in the country for what seems like eternity. And we pull up to this place. And I'm looking around. I'm waiting for a building. I'm waiting for something magical, right, something awesome. And there's this big old hill. No, it's a hill. <laughs> They're like, this is it. I'm like, you brought me out here <laughs> for this they go, go go come on come on come on get out of the car so we get out of the car right and we start walking and I notice as we're walking up this hill I'm getting dusty right if you know me <laughs> I'm not a dusty guy <laughs> I'm pretty clean <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of OCD kind of <laughs> my wife's like you are it's true but as I'm walking, I'm, I'm getting more and more dust in my shoes that I care so much about are just absolutely ruined. And we're, we're trekking up this mountain in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what are you? This is not cool. They're like the hype men, right? They're hyping it up more and more and more. We get to the top, and they're like, this is what we came here for. Can I just be honest? I looked at them for two seconds. I was like, this there was just darkness, right? We're just overlooking darkness. There's a couple stars. They're like, isn't this beautiful? I was like, yo, bros. <laughs> and I just started walking down that hill. I didn't experience anything beautiful. That was not cool to me at all. I'm not a nature guy. <laughs> there was nothing awesome about that place. They thought it was awesome. I didn't think it was awesome. They thought it was cool. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Can I just be honest? We show up every Sunday to the most amazing thing in the world, and that is God's presence. We show up, though, and we look at the tomb. We look at this, and we go, yeah, he rose. Cool. We walk off the hill like, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, Jesus, for doing that. This, this moment, this moment in history, it is the most beautiful moment of all time. Amen? This, this moment where Jesus said, I'm done. It's finished. I'm coming up. 
This, this empty tomb, this is the most fascinating, most captivating, most awe-inspiring thing of all time. This is worth me climbing up a mountain for. This is worth me walking miles. This is worth me getting my butt up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. to get to church in his presence because he saved me. He redeemed me. So you know what? I don't care what my schedule looks like and doesn't look like. I want to go to God's presence. I want to go to his house. This tomb, it's empty. You show up there today, it's empty. <laughs> there ain't nothing there. And I, I love that about Jesus. He says, yo, I'm coming back in three days. I'm coming back in three days. And the world waited. And the world watched. And, and they wanted to know, man, is this really going to happen? Is he really going to do what he said he did? Is he really going to accomplish what he said he came to accomplish? I don't know about you, but I am thankful to God that that tomb is empty. <laughs> I said it on Friday because I should be in that tomb. My life, my sin, me, I should be in that tomb, but Jesus took it for me. He took it, and he grabbed it, and he said, I'm going to leave it in the tomb. I'm going to walk up out of that tomb. Come on, anyone thankful that we serve a God in heaven that walked out of the tomb? Whether you believe it or not, these clothes are folded. This thing is folded nice and neat. He felt, he folded, I think, I think Jesus had OCD. He left his bed sheets folded. Some of y'all need to make your bed in the morning. Come on. Jesus made it. <laughs> another story, another time. I love it. That thing's folded up. That thing's empty. And today we gather as the church because that tomb is empty. Some things that I want to just show us and reveal to us hopefully that that about this passage of scripture that I think are so important for us as the life of a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we have to have, have these and we got to come to grip with these and we got to hold on to these truths. The first thing is this, death thought it won. Oh, yeah, I just think about this, right? Mary and Mary, <laughs> they're showing up, they're walking to the tomb to bring incense and spices to anoint Jesus because in their minds and in the disciples' minds and everybody around thought it was done. Right? And I don't blame them. We know the whole truth. They were living in the truth. So they didn't see what we see today. They don't know what we know thousands of years. So they're showing up to, to, to do what was custom, to do what's tradition, is to take care of a dead body. Right? I, I think of death. I think of evil. I think of Satan. I think Satan's like, woo! It's over. We won. We won. I know many of you know me as a sports guy. I think about the teams that were up by 20, right, in the fourth quarter. And they're just, they're just taking it easy, right? They're chilling. Like, we don't got to keep the gas on. We just put the brakes on. We here, we did this, let's go home. And what happens? They lose. This is what I see death as, 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 the, as something that, woo, we won. We won. I just see them high-fiving each other. Death's plan was to execute a person, but that person was there to execute God's plan. See, death thought, we executed this dude. Plan's over. No, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. That person was there to execute God's plan. I love this. I love that death was, was just kind of puffing his chest out, a little cocky. Death is cocky. Sin's cocky. And it's just puffing his chest out like, we told you, world. We told you this, this is done. What, what Jesus said he was going to do, he didn't do. They thought they won. 
They thought they won, but death, I love it, something powerful. Death was put on notice in that moment. Death was put on notice. It says in scripture that there was a mighty earthquake that took over the world. The whole world had to take notice. Death had to take notice. Evil had to be put on notice. Have any of you ever put your attention to something that someone tells you to take notice to? We as humans, we put our notice to everything. You ladies, you put your notice to who's dating who, who's in relationship with who. Oh my God, I can't believe that girl's dating that guy. Oh my gosh, let's talk about this right now. You put your notice, oh, did you get your hair did? Yeah, it looks good. I come home, my wife comes home from a hair appointment. I'm like, yeah, it looks good. Like us men, we don't notice these things. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. I want to. But we notice a lot of stuff. You notice, you notice when someone gets a new car. You notice when someone has that fresh shirt on, that new pair of shoes on. You notice when your neighbors did something else to their house, something new to their house. We notice everything. In this moment, death took notice. In this moment, I believe that this earthquake was the greatest notice from heaven of all time. See, we read that scripture sometimes just as like an earthquake happened. Right? Anybody want to be honest today? We just read that like an earthquake happened. Just me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're going to have a prayer meeting right after this and lay hands on me. Don't, you, come on. You read scripture sometimes and you're just like an earthquake happened and so and so and so and so and so. Yo, it says in scripture that suddenly the earth reeled and rocked under their feet as God's angel came down from heaven. The earth shook. I believe it was the greatest shaking of all time. The world shook because God said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm coming to show you what's up. I believe God was in heaven and he looked at that angel or angels or whatever and he said, like the green button, you know, like, it's on. Like a countdown, right? Like five, four, three, two, go. Earthquake, bam. That's what I believe about God. Somebody to pray for me. God's awesome. Yo, we have this picture of God like he's just this boring dude. Yo, he created the earth. Like he ain't that boring. Some of us need to get an awakening of how good God is and how awesome he is and how funny he is. Because I believe he was like, no, it's time now. Go. And at that moment, that angel said it, it descended from heaven and an earthquake happened. The earth shook. I believe it shook, I believe everybody that was alive in that moment felt it. Maybe not the physical shaking, but their spirits go, snap. Something just happened. Something just happened. What was told, what was said, what Jesus was talking about, whoa, whoa, whoa. Death was noticed. Death was put on notice. I think it was Jesus' and God's way of saying, hey, death, (laughs) You think you won? You think you won? Let me just rattle death for a second. Let me shake the earth for a second. Let me just show you how great I am because I'm going to put death on notice this morning. How many of you know that Jesus put death on notice for you? He took your death and he took it for him so that death and all the death of the world could be put on notice. It's time to show the world the mighty power once and for all. The angel of the Lord went down. And it says that scripture, in that scripture it says that the angel... (laughs) rolled away the stone and sat on it. Death was silenced. I believe in that moment, death was silenced. The door was open. 
The world couldn't stop Jesus. The religious leaders couldn't stop Jesus. The mockery and hate couldn't stop Jesus. The spitting, the jealousy couldn't stop Jesus. The cross couldn't stop Jesus. Even climbing up the hill with the cross couldn't stop Jesus. The tomb was sealed because it was sealed because they were so afraid that what Jesus said he was going to do was actually going to happen. So the Roman Empire actually sealed the tomb. Normally they just rolled it up. They sealed that mug. Couldn't stop Jesus. They put the seal of the Roman Empire. They put guards in front of the tomb. They did everything they could. Death wanted to do everything it could, and it couldn't stop Jesus. Nothing. Because in that moment, death was silenced. Can I, can I just be honest with you? I read scripture this way, and I, I always, like, sit there sometimes on my couch, and I just, like, laugh. I giggle, right? I'm like, this is awesome. You know what's amazing about this story is it says that the angel came (laughs) and rolled away a stone. Can you just imagine that image? Just think about this for a second. Get this in your hearts. He literally rolled away a stone, right? Now Mary and Mary are sitting there. The guards are all sitting there, right? Everyone that's there present is seeing this. And this thing comes from heaven. (laughs) Like, whoa. And white, bright, lightning, power, boom. And goes, this thing, I just think that the angel just did this. Like this, this is what you think you can stop Jesus with? (laughs) But you know what's awesome? You know what's the most joyful thing I think in the whole world? Besides Jesus coming to earth? That angel sat on that stone. (laughs) Woo! No, 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 you got to catch this. Because you read that sometimes like he was just tired. He needed to take a load off. Like, what's up with him? No, he sat on that tomb. I envisioned him. He just put his leg across or he just kind of dangled his feet. Like, yo, I rolled that thing away and now I'm sitting on it because death has no hold. I'm going to sit on death. You think you're going to put a stone in front of this tomb? I'm going to sit on this tomb and I'm going to make this stone my resting place, yo. Do whatever you think you want to do. Jesus is alive. Death is silenced. He's like, yo, they shouldn't, he should, they're saying, you never play drums again. He's wired. This is, the, this is the biggest story for Christians. That angel sat on it. Like, he ain't here. You guys, he, he's, he's gone. I'm going to chill. Some of you today walked in here filled with chaos, filled with uncertainty, filled with fear, filled with a lack of identity. You don't know who you are because Jesus has never been able to get to you. You don't know what you're called to do because you never opened up yourself to Jesus. Jesus is here today saying, I rolled away the stone with my power and I'm resting on the stone. Death has no conquer on you. Why don't you come with me and let me show you what I got in store for you. This is how good God is. Death was silenced. Rest today, right? I know some of us are going to go eat. It's going to be awesome. You're going to go have great brunch and food. You're going to celebrate with family. I can't wait. We've been fasting, so I'm excited. Praise the Lord. But what happens is, is we hear this story and we walk out and come Monday. Anxiety. Overwhelmed, right? I can't do this anymore. Can I just be honest? Like, even though the stone is rolled away, and this isn't in my notes. I'm, this is just, I feel this right now. Even though the stone is rolled away and death is done. We step away. We go back into what we used to do. We go back into our own thought life. And we go back into our own actions. And then we go, God, why did you roll the stone back over me? And he's like, I never did that. The stone is open. That thing is still open today. 
Stop walking back to the sins that you used to choose. Stop going back to the thing that's dead in your life. Stop touching it. Stop grabbing a hold of sin. Yo, when you stop doing that, you are then going to experience the abundant life. I hear Christians all the time saying and preachers all the time saying, experience the abundant life. I say that. You know how the abundant life happens? Stop going back into the grave. Just stop. JP, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Can we just come to grips that death is silenced? And we don't got to keep walking back in there. Fourth thing is this. Death had no hold. The moment it was silenced, you know what I think happens? Death was whew, just let go. Evil, Satan, the power, the, the rejoicing and the celebrating that he thought, all that, they were like the grip, whew, done. Isn't that awesome? Anybody think, I, maybe just me, I, I just love that. Like I love that death has no hold on my life. Death has no hold on you. Yeah, we may die. We're all got one thing in common. That's for sure. We're all going to die. Amen. Praise the Lord. High five, everyone. Woo. But that's the truth, right? You never met anybody that outlived life. Have you? If you have, I don't want to know. <laughs> Yo, I don't want to come. I don't want to meet them. I don't want to know. We are all going to die one day, right? But death has no hold. That empty tomb, whoo, released. Death has no hold. What I love about this scripture, what I love about this passage of scripture is that death has no hold when you seek Jesus. I want to articulate this the best way possible, but there's two groups of people standing there at that tomb. There's Mary and Mary, and then there's the guards. The guards are there from the Roman Empire. Those dudes are strong dudes. Those, those guys are, are tough. They were there to guard the tomb. They were told, I'm sure, by their commanders and their, the people over them, yo, don't let anybody in, don't let anybody out, do your job, right? That's what a soldier does. They're there. And then you got Mary and Mary coming because I believe they were coming to, 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 to see Jesus. Yeah, they thought he was dead, but I think in that moment when the angel showed up, something happened. Something happened. If you notice in Scripture, right, if you notice in Scripture, it says this in verse 3 and 4. It says, his appearance, talking about the angel, was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. <laughs> like dead men. Dead, like, like feet up stiff as dead. Like dead, dead. It says they became like what? You awake? But you know what it doesn't say? Mary and Mary also came, became like dead men. They're there in the same moment. It wasn't like Mary and Mary showed up after all that happened. No, they were all there when this happened, right? You with me? You know what I think why that happens? Mary and Mary don't fall dead, but the guards, the Roman Empire, the rulers of that time, because those rulers didn't believe that was Jesus. Those rulers didn't guard that tomb thinking, this is the king of kings and the lords of lords. They just did their jobs, and they were like, we just crucified that dude. We won. They show up like, yo, we're here to see Jesus. And when the moment the angel shows up, those men became overwhelmed with fear and fell like dead men. When you seek Jesus, you ain't going to fall over like dead men. you seek after Jesus, you don't have to worry about falling over like a dead man. I can imagine Mary and Mary going like, like, yo, like, you, you there? Why are we standing and they're falling? Because those men didn't know Jesus. 
And if they knew Jesus, you want to know what I believe? I believe they would have been standing with Mary and Mary. And they would have been like, oh boy, here it goes. This is what's happening. Some of you are falling like dead men because you're not running after Jesus. Some of you are falling over and over like dead men, day in and day out, because you're not falling after Jesus. And when you're falling like dead men, you're like, why do I keep falling? It's because you're not seeking after Jesus. Yeah, you may stumble and fall for a moment, but his grace is going to pick you up. Some of you are like dead on the ground because you stopped following Jesus, or you have just not given yourself up and surrendered to the love of Jesus. Who do you want to be this morning? Which group of people do I want to be? I want to be like Mary Mary. <laughs> I want to stand there and be like, wow, he's alive. I can stand here with you. You know what's awesome about Christians? You know what this shows me? You can stand with confidence. Notice I didn't say cockiness. Ain't nobody better in this room than the person next to you. If I ever, whew, <laughs> I know some people that don't love Jesus and they're not great dudes. I'll call them. We'll, we'll talk with you. But you know what you can do? You can stand with confidence. Even though the raging storm's happening, even everything's going on, lightning, earthquake, all that stuff's happening, you're not going to fall like a dead man. If you're pursuing Jesus, if you're running after Jesus, you stand with two feet, confident like Mary and Mary, like, what's next? Right? I see Mary and Mary going, what's about to happen next? What's, what's, we're here, confidence. Because death has no hold when you seek Jesus. This is encouraging you this morning. This is the gospel of Jesus. This is the resurrection story. The thing is this. When they stood there, I think they had the realization and I think they had the revelation that death was defeated. In Isaiah chapter 25, 8 through 9, it says this. He, speaking of Jesus, it was talking about Jesus to come. It says, he will swallow up death forever. It doesn't say just for a minute. Can I read that scripture again? You guys awake? It says, he will swallow up death forever. I'm with her. Forever. Death will be swallowed up forever. Death has no more hold. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is speaking about Jesus to come, and now Jesus rolls out of the tomb, and now it's like, yo, we got a reason to celebrate. We got a reason to praise. We got a reason to get up out of our seats and clap our hands and lift our hands to heaven. We got a reason to wake up in the morning and turn out some worship music and get crazy in our own apartment or in our house. We got a reason to get in our car and worship Jesus. You got a reason to go to your job and worship Jesus. You got a reason to worship Jesus because death is done, it's defeated. Some of you are like, can I clap in church? Can I do this in church? Is this allowed? Yes. It says that let us be glad. Ain't nobody a glad person like this. <laughs> no offense if that's you. You're awesome. You're welcome. People, <laughs> you're welcomed. You're all welcome. Anybody's welcomed here. <laughs> but if you love Jesus and you believe he died on a cross and he rose again three days later, you got something to be glad about. You got something to rejoice about because death was defeated. He is not here, the angel said. He ain't here. He's risen. He looks at Mary and Mary. 
yo, this tomb, you could come in and other gospel accounts say they actually walked into the tomb. You can come in and see it, but this tomb's empty. Death is defeated. There's no hold now. There's nothing you need to worry about now. It's done. When Jesus says something's done, it's done. His word never returns void. His word is true. His word is yes and amen. This is a playbook of hope, of promise, of life. And some of us need to start opening this up and getting a deep revelation that death is dead in your life. If you have acknowledged that Jesus is Lord, if you have acknowledged that he rose again three days after a cross, if you have said, Jesus, I acknowledge that, you are alive. You're alive. And death has no hold. The band can come up and we're going to close with this. This is powerful. I serve a God that is alive. Death was done. Defeated. Conquered. And now it's time to do something about it. So this message could end there, right? And we could all go out here excited and happy, right? But what this message should do to you, it should provoke you to go do something. That was a really good place for people to say, yep, amen. See, what happens in Christianity and what happens in religion is we hear these messages, feed me, give me the best thing you got, pastor. Come on, please, I need more, need more, right? And then you walk out of here and you high-five each other and you're like, cool, 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 and then you just go live your own life. See, the thing about Christianity is this. The essential message of Christianity, Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Jesus didn't come for himself. He came for you. Jesus didn't come to build a platform and get all famous. Jesus doesn't need to be famous. He's already famous. Jesus didn't come to be about himself. He came for you and for you and for you and for each and every person in this world. Jesus died on a cross for the whosoevers would believe in him. They would not perish but have eternal life. Jesus came for us. He didn't come to be served. And what does he say? Now you got to do something. Well, he's selfish. Jesus just wants something from me. Yeah, because he gave everything for you. <laughs> it's not like he, <laughs> never mind. It's not like he only went halfway to the cross. It's not like he only just shed a little blood. It's not like he just didn't take one little thorn in his head. It's not like he, he, he didn't get one lashing on his back. No. He went all the way. He went all the way. Lashes upon lashes, spit upon spit. Crowns of thorns. Crown of thorns. Thorns. Thorns on his head. Blood poured out. Uh, cuts and bruises. People, man, gee, ah. And then he went to a tomb and he fought death for three days. And he went to hell. And he said, I'm taking those keys back. And I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back for a sinner like JP. I'm going back for a kid like JP who, who just wanted to do whatever he wanted to do, who wanted to live however he wanted to live. He knew the story. He knew this. But it was because people said, we got something to do because this message should only activate you to go do something. And it was people throughout my life that would say, man, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. JP, stop running from him. Stop fighting it. Give it up. You're not that good. You're not, JP. You're not that awesome. You're not that cool. But you know what? With Jesus, 
He can make you awesome. He can make you great. He can do things with you that you never thought would be possible. He can take you to spaces and places. He can give you the abundant life. JP, would you just receive him? See this. Death was conquered. But for us, it's time to go tell the world. This message isn't for you. Can I, can I be real? <laughs> the moment you have a revelation that Jesus loves you, this message is not for everybody that you interact with. Oh, it's just my Jesus. Me. I love when people say, it's my Jesus. I love my Jesus. Yeah, that's cool, but it's our Jesus. It's the world's Jesus. <laughs> can I say that? I think I just did, so. It says this, and I'm finishing with this. It says, the angel said to him, then go quickly. And tell his disciples he is risen from the dead. So they departed with fear, but much joy. I don't blame them for being fearful. I, that, that word fear is almost like this overwhelming. You know when you see something crazy, you're just kind of like stunned. It's almost like shock, right? They're in shock. That fear is shock. That's what it means. It's shock. They're like, I don't know what I just did with my face, but that was probably awesome. They were in shock. They were in awe. They were in reverent fear of God. At that moment, they knew that God was the God. He was the God. There ain't nobody that's better than God. At that moment, they said every knee. They knew every knee was going to bow at this God because this God just conquered death. He rolled away a stone, and he walked out of that mug like, yo, I'm here. It's ready to go to work. He did that. So they ran away, it says, and they ran with much fear but joy, ready to go tell. It says, he said to them, go tell my disciples. What do I get from this? Go tell the world. See, the disciples were the ones when Jesus ascended for the last time back into heaven, when he, when he went up to heaven and he took his rightful place with his Father. It said, wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Because then you, my people, you're going to be the ones that build this church. You're going to be the ones that change this world through my power, through my strength, not by your strength, but by my strength. But you got to go tell the world this message. The reason why the Roman Empire didn't want this message is because it would cause chaos. It would cause riots. It would be unfathomable to be like, yo, we let this dude out of a grave. That's what Jesus does. He causes chaos. He causes the best chaos. Because you know what's chaotic for me? When I see some person that's dead and gone, when I see someone gripped by fear, when I see someone gripped by drugs, when I see someone gripped by sexual immorality and the lack of knowing who they are, and I go, yo, <laughs> Jesus loves you. And he died for you on a cross and he took this tomb and he said, yo, I'm not taking, it's done. He loves you. He loves you. And I see that person go just, wow. Oh, he loves me. <laughs> he loves me. I'll give him my life. I'll give up everything that I want. Is it going to be hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that dude went over and conquered death three days and left me with, it left an empty tomb for me, I want that. We got to go tell the world. More than ever before, we got to tell the message of Jesus Christ. We got to say death is over. You no longer have to live by the shame, by the guilt, by the insecurity, by the pride, by the arrogance, by who you think you are. Jesus died on a cross and rose three days later so that you could find life and hope and peace and faith and trust. This is the message of Easter. 
It's not about Easter bunnies and candy. It's all good stuff. I want a basket. I want an Easter basket. <laughs> this is about a God in heaven. You know, you know, I'm going to close with this. There's not another God in history. There's not another God in world religions that's alive. Look it up. Other religions and other things, they go to the tomb, visiting the tomb of the one that they thought was their God. I don't need to go to a tomb. The reason why you have those little things in your hands is because that's for you to remember. That, that thing is left. That cloth was left there. He ain't there. Stop going to an empty grave. Or stop going. Stop showing up. He's not there. The rest of the world's gods, they're still there. They're dead and in their graves. My God has risen from the dead. He's the resurrecting king. He's the most powerful king. He is the one that is worthy and great and greatly to be praised. I love my God so much that he came to this world to die for a sinner like me and to raise three days later. This is the message of Jesus Christ. This is the hope for the world. This is the hope for the world. This is the hope for the world. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray. We're going to pray God, to God and we're going to thank him because that tomb is empty. So Jesus, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for that cross for the blood that was shed. We thank you for the crown of thorns on your head. We thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, this morning, we celebrate you. We praise you because you are most worthy of our praise. You are worthy because you went to the grave and you conquered death. Death has been silenced. Death has no hold. Jesus, you have overcome it. And we praise you. You are the resurrecting king this morning. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is so important. Some of you just need to receive the gift of a resurrected king, of a God that loves you, a God that can transform you, a God that can change you. If you are at the end of yourself today, if you are done playing the games today and you want to say, Jesus, I'm ready. I feel the knocking. I want to give my life to you. I may not be perfect. I may not have it all together. That's what's awesome about the grace of God. But today we're going to give an opportunity. This is going to be awesome. It says that heaven throws a party when the one comes home. It says that heaven's going to rejoice. Heaven's going to praise because the one has surrendered the life. So on the count of three, just because I want to pray a prayer with you, I want to agree with you, I want to see you with it, it says that this is a part of the faith part. This is the part of you having faith to believe that Jesus is real, that this message is alive and true. On the count of three, I want you just to slip your hand up. We're going to pray a prayer together of salvation. And today, you become brand new. The old is gone. The old is dead. The new has come. So on the count of three, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus and give him control and allow him to do great and wonderful things through you because that's what his cross paid for and that's what set that tomb pays for. On the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up. One, he loves you. Two, he died for you and wants to forgive your sins. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. If you're in the room, slip your hand up. I see him. I see him. I see him. Anyone else? Anyone else? Slip him up wide. No, who cares who's next to you? This is, this is a brand new moment. This is an eternal moment. Anyone else? Amen. 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 Would you pray this prayer with me, church, together, with our family that is now family? Because now, those of you that slipped your hand up, when you pray this prayer, you are in the kingdom of God. You are part of the family. Jesus, we love you. And I thank you for your cross, and I thank you for that empty tomb. Forgive me of my sins. 
Wash me white as snow. I am yours, and you are mine. May I follow you, and may I walk with you, and may I talk with you all the days of my life. Jesus, I receive your spirit this morning, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I love you, Jesus. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my King. So Jesus, this morning we believe and we trust and we praise you that heaven is rejoicing because the one came back home this morning. So Father, we just pray a hedge of protection. We pray a covering. We pray a blessing, Jesus. You are risen this morning and we praise you and we worship you. Would you just stand to your feet this morning? Would we just worship God this morning as we go out?